0: ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips at that very same ACC tip-off talked about the expansion that the ACC has been going through, right? The event yesterday was an opportunity for the media to ask him some questions about Stanford, Cal, SMU, the motivation behind inviting those teams, the votes behind inviting those teams. And I think he unintentionally, it seems like he unintentionally Exposed some of the ACC's internal concerns. Now, like if this were like a war game or something, right? If if this were uh, a, a a different situation, I would think you never want anyone out there to know what you're worried about, right? Where you think you might be uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable is the word I was trying to say. So when when you you know, hey, th- this is an area we're concerned with. Is not something you normally hear business leaders, titans of industry, say out loud. But of course, he didn't say that out loud. This is what he said when asked why expansion was was needed and why they did it. Here's Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner.
1: They bring two new markets to us: San Francisco, the Bay Area, and Dallas-Fort Worth. We are a national conference. We've been a regional conference. Two years ago, would we have done this? Probably not, David. <laughs> But times have changed and you either get on the offensive or you don't. And so where is the health of the league? The league is healthy. The league is healthy. At the end of the day, my job is to run the ACC and make sure it's healthy for the next 70 years. It has been the last 70 years. I I cannot control individual feelings on campuses, but we have addressed head on. Anything that our campuses have indicated. So I feel great. I really do. I've never been more bullish. And I I can't say that I felt that way a year ago.
0: Hmm. It's all about the future. This expansion was all about the future. It protects your future. Huh. Why were you worried about the future? Hmm. Getting to 18 teams protects the future. So the grant of rights isn't as airtight as we thought. Right, to me, and, and actually this was the main takeaway from getting to 18 teams from, from those that study this sort of thing, was 18 teams makes it so a couple teams can leave and you're still healthy. right? It prevents the apocalypse of the ACC from happening if and when a team goes uh, and, and leaves. But I also had been hearing that the grant of rights was so airtight that there's no chance a team could possibly get out of that contract for the next X amount of years. So if you're protecting your future by expanding, maybe the grant of rights you think isn't as airtight as you originally uh, led us to believe. Maybe, perhaps, a little bit. The grant of rights isn't as airtight as we thought if you're worried about teams leaving anytime soon. hmm. So who's concerned, right? That always comes back to the votes. Of course. Who voted for this? Who voted yes? Who voted no? Obviously, here in the triangle, we know that the reports were that NC State was the flip vote. Yeah, they flipped from no to yes. They flipped from being sided with Clemson, Florida State, and University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Mm -hmm. saying that they did not want to uh, extend an invitation to the prior schools mentioned, Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And then, uh, as the swing vote, they only needed one of those four to flip to yes, extend the invitation, and uh, NC State was the flip vote, thus the invitations were uh, uh, extended. Which also means that those three schools did not. Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina, if you believe the reporting done by ESPN, amongst many other uh, organizations, uh, they're still a no as we go into a new ACC this upcoming year with new teams. Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner, was asked about not all of the schools voting for expansion.
1: I cannot control individual decisions on campus and we can't. And so we have absolutely listened. I've tried to be a really good listener. And so it hasn't fallen on deaf ears. We've been proactive. The distribution of dollars with Success Initiative is part of what I'm hearing And maybe a majority of what I'm hearing from some of the schools that have been vocal about it. Get into 18 protects the ACC now and into the future. Schools will ultimately make the decisions that they want. But what I keep hearing from them is they like being in the ACC. And we are making progress. And we have addressed some of the things that they've talked about. Hmm.
0: Not all schools voted yes for expansion, but they all want to be in the ACC. I, I am very confused with uh, the way that that the information, or I should say the comments from Jim Phillips, fit into or don't fit into what we've heard about all of the actions around the ACC. You may forget this, but a, a board of trustees member of, of Florida State University walking out of a board of trustees meeting was quoted as saying it's not a matter of if but when they get out of the ACC Jim Phillips is sitting here trying to say uh it's all about um trying to say it's, it's all about the future everybody wants to be there I'm going mm, one of these things doesn't add up Jim Phillips expanded on the, the schools not being in alignment on their vote. Here he is talking about uh, not u- voting unanimously as a conference.
1: In 2004, 2005, the ACC made offers to Virginia Tech, Miami, and Boston College. That was not unanimous. Carolina and Duke, from what I uh, remember, uh, voted against it. So people made a big deal. I know about NC State and North Carolina separating in their vote. There's history there. And at the end of the day, we had a high threshold. You're talking about 80% of the league voted in favor of that. I'm not sure in this world you can get 80% of vote on anything, on any issue. And so we move forward. We move forward together. I don't feel any hangover by any of the schools that may not have been in favor of um, the expansion
0: piece of it. Zero. Few things. One, North Carolina NC State. They had voted differently in the past. The difference with this one is I don't think they voted differently in the past because one wanted to leave. I think there, there's a bunch of different reasons why they might be on different sides of it, which is why you started hearing state elected officials and, and legislators getting involved with this one because it felt like, hey, let's make sure that if we're disagreeing, we're disagreeing for, hey, you, you both think it's, it's you... you if you're disagreeing, have it be a disagreement about what's best for the both of you, not a disagreement for we want what's best for us and we don't care what happens to them. That's why I think there was a little bit more coverage of it this time. Don't – I want to make sure – don't get me wrong. I believe it's smart to expand the ACC. I wholeheartedly believe it's smart to expand the ACC. I was, I was on, in favor of it. I would have liked for them to do it quicker – Right? I would have liked for them to have gotten more. I would have liked for them to have, have gotten better teams earlier. Obviously, you can't go back and change the past. I think they did all right. But you can't gloss over the disagreements and the fractures and the foundation that were exposed during this whole process. And saying the expansion is about protecting the future of the league implies that you want to have more teams to give you some kind of insulation against if teams want to leave and if they can find a way to leave. As I say time and time and time and time again on this show and anyone else that brings me on their show, actions speak louder than words. The actions of the ACC are different than the words coming from Jim Phillips. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm sure he's just the mouthpiece for a bunch of other uh, administrators, presidents, chancellors from around the league. The other thing that Jim Phil- Phillips talked about is right because we were at ACC tip-off. Is the future of the Atlantic Coast Conference and the future of the Atlantic Coast Conference basketball tournaments? Now, uh, um, <laughs> as anyone that's ever tried to throw like a uh, a game night of any kind. Or uh, Love a good game night. Yeah, like a beer Olympics of any kind. Or, heck, maybe you you tried to run like a youth basketball tournament. Brackets can be really confusing when you get to a, a number of teams that isn't 4, 8, 16, uh, 32, or, or 64, right, 96. You need to kind of have a, a number that fits into a bracket to make it work. And the expansion for the ACC jumps it to 18 teams, which is not one that fits in nicely. Now, some of us believe that the Atlantic Coast Conference tournament, the ACC tournament, is one of the best sporting events of the year. Oh, 100%. That, that, the, Absolutely. The, the final four day, final four of the ACC tournament where they play back-to-back and it's usually awesome teams, mm-hmm. ACC rivals. There's a good chance you're going to have li- like literal rivals playing with just a ton on the line back-to-back, which is is awesome. I want to protect that. But also, I, I want to be honest, I'm kind of cool with not inviting everyone to the ACC tournament. I'm kind of cool with if there's 18 teams in the league saying the top 16 make it or or even less. I'm cool with saying like the top 12. Now, I know ACC uh, television partners won't like that because they want more games. But here's why. I think it makes the entire ACC schedule better. Right, because now you have like two races at the end of the season. You have the race to be the top seed, the race for the buys, the race to be uh, better situated. But you also have the race of the the bottom feeders just to get in the ACC tournament. Right, uh, the best fantasy football leagues I'm in have rewards at the top and punishments at the bottom. Okay, because then everybody is motivated the entire time to to keep fighting. Right, it's there's no uh like haves and then the have nots get lethargic and apathetic. I want I want the the teams twelve through eighteen fighting just as hard as the teams one through eight. So I'm 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 cool with it. I'm makes, with it. Makes regular season games matter more. It makes all of the regular mm-hmm. season games matter. The ones that mattered a ton still matter a ton, but now there's this whole other breed of game that matters a ton as well. So I'm fine with it. And if ACC TV partners wanna get mad and go, Oh, we don't have as many tournament games. I'll look at him and say, yeah, but the regular season games will be better. Yeah. But the ACC needs the revenue, right? Yeah. So I'm saying pay more for the regular season games. because they there'll be more exciting. And then keep paying the same amount you're paying for the tournament because they need the money. Uh, the drive with Tim Donnelly, 999. the fan. I have a question for you. This is the universal you it's for Dennis and everybody. Uh, if Clemson loses to NC State this weekend, and let's say they fin- – that puts them at 500, right? Four and four. Yeah, it would, actually. And then they they play 500 football moving forward, finish six and six. Mm-hmm. Clemson, big, bad, mighty, dabble-led Clemson Tigers. They go six and six. Should they skip the bowl game? Hmm. Think about it. Frame it like North Carolina basketball, right? Okay. North Carolina basketball missed the big dance last year, so they turned down the invitation to the little dance. Right? The NIT. They, they missed the NCAA tournament. They turned down the invitation to the national invitational tournament, the NIT. And that that does, I will say this, that does show the level of expectations at Carolina. That does play into the culture of what they expect at, at, at UNC. Because frame it differently. We had Steve Forbes on the show yesterday, Wake Forest head coach, and he was talking about how his he, he felt kind of uh, jilted by the the NIT because he won X amount of games last year, meaning Wake Forest won X amount of games last year, and they didn't get the invite to the NIT. And he remembered that. right? So the expectations in North Carolina, that shows you, are different than even an ACC school with a strong basketball history. Here's my answer when it comes to Clemson. And here's my answer when it comes to UNC last year. If you skip the bowl game, you better believe you are getting an, an advantage by skipping the bowl game. You better get some real advantage out of skipping a postseason tournament or a postseason game because you'd be giving away a real advantage, practice time, right? By not going to a bowl, by not playing in the NIT, you're giving up practice time. You're giving up additional game experience for guys that are going to come back next year. That's a real advantage. So if you are saying no, thank you, you better be gaining something from that. And I think Dabo might be a guy to say, no, thank you. Here's why. Establishing a culture that only celebrates winning and big goals. Doesn't he sound like somebody that would be saying that? Yeah. Doesn't he sound like somebody at a, post-game or at a press conference? We've turned it down, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Because of Clemson. You're giving back practice time and game time. And, by the way, you're giving back the relationship building time. Right, the, the, the transfer portal opens after the national championship game. Mm-hmm. The longer you go from the end of your season to after the national championship game, all of that time is more time for the players and the coaches to kind of grow apart for a little bit. If you're on the practice field, you're still building that relationship, and you want to know what's going on in those relationships all the way up till the last possible second if you can. So if you're saying no to a bowl game, you're passing on three weeks, That's three weeks in which somebody could be in the ear of a player that's different than the coach. So again, if you say no, you better say, we're getting something else that's better than the advantages we would have got by playing in a bowl game.